Well, you know, I do. I remember the funny part. So I remember when, uh, when Tom Way and Mia were about to about to bang. Uh, bang it out. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Oh. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> they like they like confine him to the bed and start taking their clothes off. Oh. They're like, you haven't blossomed yet, but we're oh. gonna help you. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's add context to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Anime Plus, episode 48. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast at our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching. Let's keep growing the channel. We greatly appreciate that. Joining with me back here in the studio, he wasn't in here last week. I got Zach back in here. Zach, how you doing? Welcome back, my friend. I'm doing good. Ready? Ready to do it. Here we go. Still not surprised at all that you forgot last week. <laughs> I wish it didn't. I really, really do because I, I, I truly, I want the record to be known. I really did plan to watch Dragon Quest with no context and review it. I just forgot. It's on I me. Mean, it's, it's actually probably good you didn't because oh. it was a pretty lackluster episode. Well, that's disappointing. The one week I had that opportunity, I, you know, what, you know, I'm just gonna do it one day. Out of the blue, I'm gonna hit you. I'm not gonna tell you we're gonna get to Dragon Quest. I'm gonna give you my review on it. Okay. With no context. We'll do that sooner or later. Uh, and then uh, the man who held down the fort with me last week, I got Josh here on the phone. Josh, how you feeling today, Bob? I'm feeling good. Having a good day so feeling far. Feeling great. Oh yeah. Right on, man. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Well, we do have some One Piece news to talk about today, so I, I know you're definitely pumped up to talk about that. Uh, we got some, oh, always. Yeah, absolutely. We got some, we got some good stuff. Got a season two announcement for an anime that we're, we're watching currently. Uh, we got a pretty cool app that's on the way I'm excited to talk about here, and of course, all of our manga sales, anime talks, all the normal stuff. Um, so, first little thing here is that we are going to be on a break next week. Uh, Animan Plus will return on the 19th for episode 49, and then on ep- and then on uh, the 26th, episode 50 will be dropping. Just a friendly reminder: our one year is on the 25th. Shout out to that! One year of this terrible ass show, guys. We're we're doing it. We're rocking. Uh, looking forward to episode 50, of course. We're going to be talking about some of the greatest fights in anime, manga, and webtoon history. Really excited to do all that jazz. But like once again, like I said, no no episode next week. We're going to have a break, so just uh, stick around for us. We'll be back on the 19th. Uh, you can make sure to go follow us at Twitter as well, at Anime Podcast. We share news, post some polls every once in a while, et cetera, et cetera. We also have my other podcast, Lighthearted Gamers. Uh, you can go follow that at Twitter, at LH Gamers Podcast. And a terrible football show. That's ready to launch, boys. The uh, September 9th, episode one is launching. I do have a trailer out for a terrible football show, so it should be on almost every platform now. I think there's still a couple platforms I got to submit to, but that show is pretty much going to be out there. Is that what that was? I was very yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. Why a terrible football show started showing up on stuff for me? Yep, yeah. Uh, it's just I had you know it's that, that way. So when I go to post episode one, the feed's already created and I've already got it submitted to everything because I know with like iHeartRadio and Pandora, there's there is a legitimate review process that takes a few days. Spotify's instant. Apple takes like a couple days. Google takes a few days, but most of them are pretty much instant. But a couple actually need review. So I just wanted to get it go ahead and get the RSS feed done. So you could definitely go give us a follow at whatever platform you like listening at podcast on a terrible football show. Is again, once again the name of the show. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a phenomenal way to do so. Don't feel obligated though. Just be a friend, tell a friend that you're listening to the show. Keep supporting us that way. We'll call it good there. Uh, with that said, I fear we can just go ahead and jump into it now. 
figure we can go ahead and just kind of dive into the news of what we all we got going on here this week. Uh, so a couple things to, to note here is one, in this upcoming issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, Black Clover will be on an unplanned break in issue 40. Uh, apparently the rumor is that Tabata is sick, T's and P's, if that is the case, but it will be back in issue 41 from what I'm seeing, so it's all good there. Now another one now, this one's kind of a bummer, Ranger Reject, a series that I've been uh, giving ratings for here on the show, the uh, Power Rangers uh, manga, essentially, that's going on in Weekly Shonen Magazine. It's about 25 chapters in or so. It's sales, you know, do pretty well, popping off, you know, pretty decently. That is unfortunately now on a hiatus. Uh, we do not know the time frame on that, uh, but it is just due to the health of the creator. Uh, no, no details in the what we're talking about when we say the health of the creator, but obviously T's and P's on that. Uh, that is a bummer to hear a hiatus. It's kind of the same thing with JJK that we had a couple months ago, but at least with JJK, we did have the window of it'll be like a one month break. We'll kind of see where we are and come back onto it. And uh, sure enough, it was just a one month break. In this case, we have no time frame. It's just, hey, it is on hiatus, which to me, just hearing that and hearing no time frame, that's 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 kind of kind of kind of spooky a little bit. You know what I mean? So again, T's and P's on that on that note. There. Speaking of note, Death Note, uh, the artist, uh, uh, the artist for Death Note, uh, Takashi, uh, Takashi, sorry, uh, Obata is going to be starting a new manga series in the upcoming Jump SQ issue 11, 2021, which is coming out in October this year, of course, in collaboration with the writer Asakura Akinari. It is titled Shoha Shoten, which will focus on two boys dabbling in the comedian business. This will be officially launching on October 4th, 2021. Boys, do you have any interest in checking this out? I, I personally don't, but I, I'll probably give it a read because, I mean, with it being in the comedian business, hopefully I can just get a good laugh. I mean, I'll probably at least dabble into it and see what it's about because I did enjoy the nice little uh, artwork they did for the announcement was, um, oh, God, it's been so long since I've that's from Death Note, but I think it's remembering correctly, the Death God Ryu. No, that's not right. But our Death God Shinigami. Ryuk. Just drop, Ryuk, yeah. yeah. Dropping his apple in the hands of just some kid, which I either, I'm going to guess, is either a character from the... The one shot is yeah. what it was. Yeah. What about you, Josh? Any interest in checking this out? Uh, maybe. It depends on how, I guess, easily available it is. Fair, fair, fair. Like I said, like I'm if a- it's on... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I know. I was going to say, if it's on, like, Viz or uh, Mongo Plus or something like that, definitely definitely might. You know, give it give it a three-chapter try. Fair. Three-chapter try, that's always, uh, that's always a good, easy go-to there. Um, except in, you know, my case, I like to beat my head against the wall for 15 chapters with Candy Flurry. Um, but here, whatever, you know, we keep rolling with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I may check it out. You know, I mean, if it's going to be obviously based in like the comedian business, hopefully I can just get a laugh. That's, 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 I enjoy a good series where I can just get a laugh. Uh, we did have the announcement for a new Pokemon anime coming out called Pokemon Evolutions. It's going to be an eight episode series beginning on the 9th of September. It's going to be running until the 23rd of December. Uh, it's going, each episode will focus on a different region, starting with Gen 8 and working back to Gen 1. I did see the trailer for this and i gotta say i'm pretty excited to actually check this out because this has the most like anime vibe that i've seen to pokemon yeah most definitely yeah like it it really legitimately looks like an actual anime which gets me pretty pumped because still to this day uh pokemon x you know the x xy xyz series while they still have like you know the more cartoony animation style but that is that was the closest pokemon's ever been to an anime a true anime well what about uh pokemon red you know, the Origins was good. Yeah, yeah okay, I, I'll give you that. Origins was good. Uh, if we're talking like in, in animation of like in terms of what makes it feel like and look like an actual anime, I'd definitely say Evolutions looks like it's going to be the top of the top and then probably Origins. Yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer too. It looks 
very good. Yep. Evolutions is, and I'm very intrigued by it. I did also like the little banner they showed of the eight different characters going to yes. fall, and how pretty much all of them apparently have ties to legendary Pokemon. Yes, yes, yes. Now, this this is actually pretty exciting. What, Josh, what's your thoughts as a big Pokemon fan? Well, it looks really nice. It looks True. up there with, like you said, Origins, Generations, and Twilight, Twilight Wings, which yep. animation-wise, all of those are really good, like compared to, you know, the Pokemon anime that we we get through like Netflix now. So yeah, yeah. I'm really hyped for this animation. It looks really good. I'm interested in the story and how, you know, how, how it's going to go. Cause it looks like it's Same. a lot more than just, you know, like it, it might be more than a 30 minute episode, I guess is what I'm getting at. I, I agree because like from the little bit that I read, it almost feels like they're going to basically run through the plot of each game in that one episode. That's kind of the vibe that I was getting. You know, that each episode is going to focus on basically the games that correspond with it uh, for that region. So, I mean, it is definitely pretty interesting there. And I I can agree. I could definitely see it not being longer, you know, longer than 30 minutes. And, you know, maybe being like an hour episode or something like that. Uh, Yeah, would be be really nice. It would. And I'm kind of curious how they would squeeze all that content in there, what they would cut out, what they would leave in sort of thing. Um, but no, I'm definitely pumped for this, you know, cause like, you know, like we said, when it comes to the normal show that we're used to, I mean, the closest it's ever been to an anime was, was Gen 6. That was the closest. Uh, that was my favorite yeah. season for sure. Uh, I've watched Gens one through six so many times. Thanks to Twitch presents Pokemon. When hmm. I, whenever this is when I was working overnights and on my, on my weekends off, I still tried to keep my, my overnight schedule. So I'd be up all night on the weekends and Twitch had my back, and they had that poke. They had Pokemon playing, so it's the only thing that kept me up consistently. And I got to say, Gen Five sucks ass. That is by far the That's worst. Funny. <laughs> by far the worst anime of Pokemon, no questions asked. Like I, I, I rewatched it like three times because it was on, and I was brain dead. And I'm just trying to stay the worst, hands down, no questions asked. Yeah, it's not that good. Seven grows on you, and eight's actually been pretty good so far. From what you know, we're getting released on Netflix, so. Everything that yeah, I've seen definitely. about it does look cool. I will say that. Yeah. This definitely looks really nice. You know, it makes me wish, though, that we got an actual anime adaptation of the Pokemon ma- manga. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's I been going on forever. I know. And they're currently in Gen 8. Like, that would be amazing to have, like, an actual adaptation. Have either of you boys actually mm-hmm. sit down and read Pokemon Adventures at all? Like, any of the OG I, stuff or whatever? I, I have seen bits and pieces, and it's kind of not for children. No. Oh, yeah, from my understanding, it's much more of a older audience, it ideally. Is. I've never yeah. read any of it. I've seen it popped up here and again. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, back in the day, I would, um, I would, I would check out the manga volumes from the library back in the day. For this is like the Kanto version, so like focusing on red, blue, and green. Dude, that shit was good. That shit was really, really good. And one of my favorite fun facts for people that I like to give for people that don't know about the manga or haven't really checked into it is asking people what was Red's first Pokemon. Because if you have don't have you don't have you haven't looked into the manga, you have no idea, and you would probably assume one of the starters or Pikachu, right? Nope, it was a Poliwag. Poliwag was his first Pokemon, and then his second, I believe, was Bulbasaur, and then he got a Pikachu. I mean, and when it comes to like a more mature audience, that is for sure a thing. Like. Pokemon, like, legit just get fucking murdered in front of you. Like, I remember, I very clearly remember one of the chapters where our, there was an Arbok that got its fucking head just sliced. 
completely off. And I'm just like, gosh, damn, I was a little kid. I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? Yeah, Pokemon <laughs> don't faint people. <laughs> no, no, they they die. They die. But no, Pokemon Evolutions for sure is is something that I'm looking forward to. We may actually add it to the script. Uh, that's something we may add in if we're, if we're going to watch it when it comes out. I probably intend to watch it next week. Uh, I don't know what it's releasing on, though. Do we I know? I was about to ask, do any of us know what it's releasing uh-huh. More than likely, I'd say probably YouTube. That's where they release Twilight. Yeah, Wing. true, true. Okay. Generations and Origins. I think we're all. Yeah, so. they, they were. You're right. So that's that is probably where it's going to be. So that may get added to the script. We'll, we'll we'll take a look at it next. We'll take a look at it next week, going into the episode 49 that's coming out on the 19th. Uh, one little piece of news that we got is Two Year Eternity season two is planned for fall of next year. That did close out uh, the episode 20, which is the finale for this season. You know, the season that just broke my heart and rebuilt it almost every single episode. So looking forward to season two next year to shatter my heart all over again. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. Uh, now, we do also have the official Twitter account for Sakamoto Days is going to be launching soon, which that's obviously a very good sign for the series. We already know it's been selling really well. It's been received really well. Shout out to Zach for being really the first one here to really find that series and be like, hey, guys, this is this is some good shit. Shout out to, Z- shout out to you. Uh, so, yeah, with it getting its official Twitter account sometime here in the near future, that does obviously set up a lot of good things to come, including an anime. So definitely looking forward to seeing the possibilities and just the continued success for Sakamoto Days. And if you haven't checked it out, Go give it a read. It's fu- it's a fun read. It is a very fun read. Actually, quick question: Did you see the uh, cover for the third volume at all? Uh, I did, but man, I forgot what was it. It's just a nice little uh, scene of our sniper guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In Sakamoto store, just on a building, just sort of sitting there, like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, now, did you see what the Twitter handle will be? No, I did not. It is a uh, Sakamoto store. Yes. 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 <laughs> it is Sakamoto store. I loved that when I saw it. Another cover I saw that was real nice this week on Twitter was the ITLC volume three cover. Yep. That was a nice cover. It was shout out to ITLC rest in pieces. You were good for five chapters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> such Until a strong start. Back to the story. In yes. The second arc. Such, such a strong start to a series, man. Like ITLC, it was banger after banger of chapters, for like the first five to seven and then just downhill. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. All right. So let's jump into some bigger news here. Um, so first up, the World Maker app by Shonen Jump Plus. This uh, recently got in the news. I think it was actually Friday, of course, day after we record. You know how that goes. Uh, dude, this app looks legit. All right. I, I'm really excited to see the possibilities for this. I'm, 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 one thing I'm really excited about is seeing if it's going to be available to us. Because from everything that I saw, it looked like it was clearly just going to be Japanese. Um, so I am curious if it will ever be available for us. I, you know, So basically what this app is going to be, it's going to allow you to create your own manga without drawing. Uh, it's going to have default backgrounds. You can use effects, characters, etc. Um, that that's super cool because you know I you know I I feel like I'm a prime example of this. I have so many cool ideas, at least in my opinion, cool ideas for like manga stuff, but I can't draw worth a damn. And I have tried to teach myself and learn and practice and practice nothing. Can't do it. I suck. I I'm good and just not doing it. So that like this this is this is cool. You know I hope it comes out for us to kind of get a chance to dabble in it and see what all it can do, see the different possibilities for it. Because when it comes to like any sort of creation things like this. There's a lot of creative people out there. They can come up with a lot of shit because um, 
you know, kind of a different different topic here, different realm. But you know, they released that um, that uh, f- um, factory game, whatever, for Nintendo, where you can build your own games, whatever. After that came out, like people were literally building complete versions of like NES games and Super NES games. Like I'm talking like Super, like, like Mario Kart on the SNES, Legend of Zelda was being recreated thanks to this uh, garage builder, I think is what it was called. So you know, just hearing that and knowing what how creative people can. be in so many different spaces i'm looking forward to seeing what's what's going to come out of this uh but Uh, another thing to to look forward when it comes to this is there will be a contest that's going to be held where two winners can have their manga drawn by a couple of artists now one of them i did look into their background they they have they've had a few different works i couldn't quote the series even if i tried just because like it wasn't overly notable no offense um you know that that is an option but the other option which i thought was super super cool and a big w big big w is one of the one of the artists that you can have have chosen is the artist of act age uh yeah just gonna lock the core memory for people potentially we haven't talked about act age in quite a while for obvious reasons uh act age was doing very well in shonen jump had an anime lined up had a live action play lined up sales were doing phenomenal and then the writer went and did some bad stuff you know involving children so the series obviously got canned shonen jump has just like completely ignored its existence uh but that was one of those series where it had the writer and the artist just, you know both doing the work here so you know as we talked about before when all this was happening we obviously felt for the artist because it's just like they they just got shafted out of their job essentially um so the fact that they're going to be one of the potential options here for the contest winners to draw your manga i think that is a massive win for them because i yeah. know i know when all this happened with act age even shonen jump was pushing hey you know expect more work out of this artist in the future like they were supporting the artist trying to say hey we're going to get you back out here because you got you got shafted thanks to the writer and and his poor decisions involving children obviously um but but boys what's your thoughts on the world maker app you know because i like i said i think this is super dope i would love to see it come over here for us i don't think it will at least for a while but i would love it i think it'd be cool shit i mean i'll be curious to see what all comes out of it and things like that because more or less what this just sounds like to me is just a manga generator app, like art manga, bit, yeah. manga maker. Like there's tons of RPG makers and things like that or game engines just for manga. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I'll be curious about the contest thing. Cause it says have one of the two artists actually draw your manga. So yep. I think it's going to more or less take your initial concept from the app and then actually have to make new character designs and cons in background art or what, how's that going to That's a good question. And one thing that was kind of to my understanding is that this is going to be, it is best, it is best, you know, to be pushed as aim to create a, a one shot. Don't aim to create like a chapter one of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's going to obviously leave off, you know, with this big cliffhanger for what's in chapter. No, design this as if it's a one shot and that could potentially get it into a one shot because when it comes to them drawing it, this shit's being published in the Shonen Jump Plus app. So this is something that we, us three, are going to get to read is is these people's creations. Um, So, you know, that is a good point is what, how, you know, what, what, what do they need to do? Are they going to be working with the the winners directly on like story and characters, et cetera? That'll be interesting to see. Josh, what about you? What's your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm, I'm super interested in this. As someone sure. who, you know, went to college for art, who wanted to, like, make comic books and do animation and stuff like this, this is actually really cool and, a, you know, really easy way to do that because, I mean, most people don't have the time or, you know, the, the skill to do it. And this is, you know, gives them a, a shot at doing it. Because a lot of manga, 
you know, we forget isn't just about the art, it's about the story as well. And so this is more of a chance to give aspiring story writers, you know, a chance to get their foot in the door without having to, like, you know, submit the art along with it. True. And it's really cool. I I would say, though, as far as release, probably going to be Japan only. I don't see them releasing it worldwide and then, you know, having a winner be from, like, America because I don't know if any you know, manga magazine has ever published an American made manga. That's a good question. My knowledge. So I'm pretty sure there is a North American one that's released, but I think it's mostly designated as uh, comics here in America rather than manga, I believe. Cause I know there was a magazine at one time. I'm not sure if it's still active, but I know there are some out here. Well, I I just meant as far as like Shonen Jump in particular, I don't know if they've, they've only been like Japanese, creators i don't know if they've ever had like an american story you know aside from like when they adapt deadpool um <laughs> so i mean yeah if, they, if it was worldwide it'd be even cooler true um and yeah it's, it's kind of a, a really hype idea even if it is just like a more or less a manga generator um i'm curious to see how much customization you could put in true because I saw character models, but they seem to be blank. So I wonder if you can, you know, more or less model them how you want. If that's if that'll be part of it too, and then they just take it directly from that and just kind of clean it up a little bit, or if there will be a lot of communication between the winners and the artists. Right, right. And I will say one thing I just thought of in terms of the release thing. I could actually see it coming over to us after the winners are chosen. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of that. I could definitely see it coming like worldwide after the two winners are chosen and and they're set to be published. I could see it then coming worldwide. So hopefully that is the case because I'm with you, Josh. It is really interesting. It really, it is pretty dope for people who have like such like a creative vision in their head for writing and whatever, but just can't really put it on paper. Me, I'm a great example of that. Yeah. Um. So that it would be really cool to see, and I, I'm with you. I'm interested to see what the kind of customization that is going to be involved with the app. So, I mean, overall, I think this is a big win. Shout, Shonen Jump, big win on them for yeah. sure. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's all going to come out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. When they when they announced this, like, you know, me and you saw it. We were texting each other. And we yeah. were like, pretty hype about yeah, it because yeah. we both have ideas that, you know, can't really put pen to paper and yep. draw it out. But, you know, this would be a good chance to, like, get some of those ideas. Even, even if, like, we don't get to be in the contest, just a place to put it and actually have it. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool too. And like we could use that to create them and, you know, public, like publish them online or something like that. That would actually be really cool too. Using it as like a more or less a starter. To like do that. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Shout out to Sunio. One day it will be a thing. I promise you. I am determined one day out of Sparky three, we will be releasing our publications somehow, some way it's going to happen. Don't give me that look, Zach. It's going to happen. <laughs> I promise. I am dead set determined on this. So Neo is part of my legacy. I have worked on writing this for so long. Well, when you get that figured out, I might not bankroll that one. So I don't need you to bankroll it. I got this. <laughs> I got this. All right. We'll figure it out. I promise. All right. So let's hop over from there. Let's talk about some one piece news. You know, Josh's favorite thing to talk about all the time. Uh, we, got, we got two things to talk about. Number one, there was uh, an announcement, a little announcement here that one piece will get a special announcement uh, when episode 1000 is going to come out. And I believe that we got what uh, 989 is what we're about to review. So we're about 10, 11 weeks away from that. Uh, yeah. I that, that, that's pretty cool. Cause 
I can probably assume, I think we all could, that that is going to be potentially a movie announcement because we already knew of some um, URLs that was created kind of linking and potentially pointing to a uh, movie announcement. I'm not going to put a lot of money in that. Don't don't get too excited. Don't want to let people down if it ends up not being the case. That's just what I think it's going to be. And then the other thing that we had come out was there was a uh, photograph of Oda working on, you know, just a one-piece manga or whatever, no big deal. And, you know, it was part of, like, some, uh, I believe, some newspaper, uh, you know, kind of celebrating that Volume 100 is about to drop this month in September, part of the sales uh, that we're about to start tracking. Uh, But in this photograph, there was a a quote saying that the story is at its final stage for One Piece. And this is something that we've already heard before. It's something we've already talked about before on the show in the past, you know, sometime within the last year, of course, um, where One Piece has kind of set... where it's five years left to go. And, uh, you know, they still seem to be doubling down on that because not only did, did Oda say in this quote, you know, stories at its final stage, uh, like the, the the editor for One Piece also said that, you know, oh, Oda Sensei said that, you know, there's only five years left of the story to tell. You know, that's, and so they seem to still be sticking with that train. Obviously, that could change. I mean, Oda's obviously extended One Piece as long as it is now. Um, but, Josh, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, what's your thoughts on the possible announcement for episode 1000? Do you think it's going to be a movie? Do you think it's going to be something just kind of dumb? I mean, what do you think it's going to potentially be? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just hit these in order. So the announcement, it's. <laughs> He's as a special announcement, so I'm kind of curious. They've been doing a lot of stuff for the 24th anniversary because um, we got the We Are series on YouTube going now. Uh, Monsters, which is I assume is kind of canon to One Piece, is getting its uh, like voice comic done. Uh, I think it's releasing on the night. Um, so there's no telling what it could be. It could possibly it be a movie as you know the time frame kind of lines up um for next year to kind of to be a for there to be a one piece movie um the other possibility is a is the game announcement we know there's kind sure. of a there's probably a, a, a one piece game coming soon and you know i episode 1000 would be a good time to kind of preview it sure, sure. and you know show it off as it is the last big occasion of one piece this year so, um, as far as the photograph of Oda working on One Piece with the quote, I, reading One Piece as long as I have, you hear five years a lot. Because five <laughs> years turned into ten years, and now we're at 24 years. Because uh, it was only supposed to end once they got to the grand line, and here we are way, way past that. Right. Um, so, the fact that they're doubling down on the five years, Makes me curious if it's actually going to be five years. Um, now I will say the, the editor when, when he when he doubled down on it again, he did say that like the story. I mean, obviously this could change, obviously as it has, but he did say the story for that five years is set. They you know they they said they know exactly where they're going, which we all yeah. we, we know we've talked about that. Where if anything would ever happen to Oda, you know he's made it very clear this is where the story's going. So I mean you know to, to uh, tie into that with the doubling down, they did say that hey the story said we know what's happening, we know what's coming. Yeah, and I saw that as well. Like yep. the, they the story is planned out from now to the end, and you know everything that's going to be revealed, all that stuff already planned out when it's going to happen. Um, but at the rate the manga is going, I, I think five years might be a stretch because we've been in Wayno for about three years now. Has it been so, three? 
It's been a while. I remember this time last year, we were reading the Odin flashback. Hmm, so it's, we've been in we've been in Wayno for a minute. Um, so I can't see at the pacing we're going, which the pacing's not bad. Let me just stress that. But with you know what we have left that we've gotten from context clues from from the manga, you know, there's there's quite a few things left. There's like a couple more islands a big war, some, you know, other fights that need to happen and all that. I don't really see five years being something that will happen. I mean, uh, to, to bring up another point, Otis said at the beginning of the year that 2021 is going to be the year of Shanks and we're going to see him making his move. And here we are in September of 2021 and we have yet to see Shanks. So I, I didn't even know Otis said that about Shanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of teased it at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, he's got a few months left before, you know, we get there, and it's quite possible that this current art can be wrapping up within the next two months. Um, so it's highly possible, but I don't know. The five years thing—it's always been five years. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a lot of, I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket on that one. Right, right. Yeah, we got probably like what, like uh, almost twenty weeks left of the year, give or take. So I would definitely yeah. say, yeah, it's probably going to be wrapped up here in a couple of months. Is, is that going to be an exciting day for you, Josh, when it finally gets wrapped up? What, Wayno or yeah. the series? Wayno. Uh, it just depends on how it goes. Um, as it's going right now, it's it's really hype. It's the most hype one piece has been in a, a long time. Like True. This, this final act of Wayno. Um, it just depends on you know what comes next. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're as fans are expecting. So it just, you know, how it all plays out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, with, with the Shanks comment, like I said, I didn't even know about that. I, I feel like, um, since it didn't end up happening this year, I think we can probably safely bet it'll be, I guess, 2022 will be the year of Shanks, which will, yeah. Right, cool. Shout I'm, out to that. I mean, you know, if we finish, if we were at, wrap up Wayno, let's say by November, Mm-hmm. You know, let's be generous and say till November. I mean, there's still like four or five chapters before the end of the year that, you know, he could do it. And we could even have a break soon because, yeah. you know, the revere happened between Act 1 and 2. So, right. It, it's possible, but I mean, we are nine months into the end of the year. So, right. Shout out to that, too. Year's gone by hella quick, which, I mean, I don't really have a problem with that because I think, you know, 2022 has got a lot of good stuff coming. So I'm ready to get yeah. 2022. See, the only thing I can think about this, you saying is the year Shanks and there's an announcement that's going to happen about November. A giant recreation of the Red Dragon. <laughs> Shanks' ship. Yeah. Yeah. You see that? They're, they, well, <laughs> you know they still have two statues left to put up, too. I, I would Yeah, <laughs> I would, there's that, too. It actually be really funny if they did a, like a giant model of Shanks' ship before they released uh, the Robin and Zoro statues. <laughs> all right guys well let's hop over to some anime talks of the week i know we got some we got a lot of stuff to break down and uh we'll kick things off with my hero i guess um my hero academia episode 109 of course we are in the my villain academia arc right now still kind of following up on that josh when we talked about it last week we were talking about how this uh the arc already feels kind of lackluster like it didn't have a lot of heart after the first episode compared to what the manga gave us and uh, i definitely feel the same way more in this episode i feel like they didn't really do and and a lot of people you know it's not just me Uh, i've seen a lot of people really be critical about this where you know toga's backstory was not done justice 
You know, they did not at all. two and a half chapters worth of her backstory into five minutes, more or less, is all it was. Yeah. Uh, which really shafted the character. It still made you feel for the character, um, but not as much as it did in the manga. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts on this? You know, this episode being focused on pretty much, I'd say, 90% Toga, and then, you know, Twice kind of came in at the end. That's where this big focus was. We did get to see a little tease of, of Shiggy and how much his power has evolved uh, with the giant herd of people went to attack him and he only touched one and... You know, his decay went to everyone, uh, which also was then pointed out by Lizard Guy. I can't remember his name. He's just kind of a relative. Spinner. Oh, thank you, Spinner. Yeah, he's just kind of there. But, uh, you know, boys, what, what was your thoughts on this episode? How are you guys feeling about uh, just, like, Toga's backstory and stuff, like, kind of getting shafted? I mean, well, it was a nice refresh for me because I completely forgot that Toga got a power-up during this whole thing. Really? That was a big thing. Well, yeah, yeah. but then we had the long-ass next arc. And then <laughs> fair, she, fair. <laughs> and she didn't really get shit, so I completely forgot that uh, she had a power-up. Fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, about the best takeaway from it. I mean, this is the first Hall of Dog Duty we're going to talk about today. Um, <laughs> I mean... I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They're doing my villain academia dirty. I agree. It did feel it felt it felt so rushed. I, you know, someone defended it and was like, you know, Toe's backstory. It's not even finished yet. Like, you know, her story isn't. So there, we can see more of the backstory. Like, you know, but they they barely went into anything. Like, just just hit the TLDR on it. And I, you know, I was texting you, and I was like, "This next backstory, they better like, they better put some effort into because it's it's this entire character's fucking story, his motivations, his redemption." Mm-hmm. Like, so we'll see how that episode goes. It does look more promising than this one was, but you know, my hero doing the villains dirty. It really is, man. Uh, it really isn't like like we've kind of theorized and talked about. It's all because of the movie. You know, they wanted yep. to line up the Endeavor arc with the movie release. Um, is our safe assumption, but uh, I mean, they, in my opinion, they are doing it dirty. We have four episodes left, and I feel like there's so much content that would need to be covered in those four episodes um, that I don't feel like would be covered to its fullest justice. Which is, it, this is so disappointing because let's be honest, this is really the only miss in My Hero Academia. Let's be real. Yeah, this season, this arc especially, is the only miss in the entire series. Everything else is paced well. Everything else is done well. My Hero, My Villain Academia, just gets the shaft here and it's just because of yeah, timing and we talked about it last week my villain academia is should have been the meat of this season yeah it should have been mostly what this season was focused on instead of all the other shit that we focused on right like there wasn't a need for a filler episode because this episode could have gone on you know one more episode and wouldn't have hurt it at all it would have helped it yeah yeah so yeah it's just it's so sad. It, it is. It is. And um, we'll, we'll see how these remaining four episodes are treated. We'll see if we'll get to see you know, maybe a follow-up with Toga's backstory. I don't think so. Uh, well, hopefully Twice's backstory won't get horribly shafted. And I don't know. We'll see how it continues to go. Like I said, this is really the only miss in the My Hero Academia anime that we've had up to this point, in my, in yeah. my opinion. And, and I feel like a lot of people's uh, joint opinions as well. Um, but, uh, Josh, what about One Piece? What about One Piece uh, 989? What do we have going on over there? Got anything good going oh, on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before I move on, you know, let's let's also say, let's hope they give Shigaraki's backstory a little more. That's true. Too, besides the fragments that we've That's gotten. so true. I forgot about that. Yeah, we haven't actually touched on that yet, have we? 
Yeah, I, no. man, I hope I hope we actually dive into that more because obviously in the manga you actually get to read everything that happens. I'm gonna safely assume we get to see it, but man, they glossed the hell over that, didn't they? That's a good. Oh point. yeah, they did. I mean, I can only assume the next episode is going to focus on each of them because, if I remember correctly, in this arc you have four characters that sort of get a moment: Toga twice, uh, Spinner gets a small one, and then Shigaraki. Yeah. God, man, I'm going to be livid if we skip if we did if that's what we did with his backstory and, and just gloss I mean, over it. I will be livid. Shigaraki's backstory could be an entire episode to itself. Yeah, it could. So. So hopefully we don't. Hope. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So maybe you know, like I said, four episodes left. Maybe look at the, look at the very least. Do that episode beautiful justice. Do that backstory beautiful justice, and I'll I guess I'll call it good, right? I'll call mm-hmm. I'll call I'll call the season good. Just do that one. Do me one favor with that one backstory, and we'll call it good. All right, Josh. What about One Piece? What do we got going on? All right, we got a lot going on in One Piece. Red really, soup? not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I've started to do with one piece is I've been taking notes and then comparing it to the manga. Um, so more prepared than me. Yeah. So 90, um, so this episode is basically not quite a, a shot for shot adaptation of 982, but close enough that we'll call it good. Um, cause it's, it, it ends up being lots of filler. Um, so we get cat Viper and Marco, uh, on their way to Onigashima discussing, yeah, Marco's telling Cat Viper that, you know, he doesn't have to give that letter to Luffy anymore because now he's here, which the letter says, I might be a little late, but I'll be there. Um, which ultimately means nothing because at that point he's there when you see that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say this dude's name. I'm going to butcher it. But uh, the ninja with the earlobe tells, uh, tells Orochi that Luffy's their own kid and killer have infiltrated Onigashima, and that's the first time that Kaido and Orochi have heard that news, so obviously they're not too hyped about it. And in response, Orochi decides to execute Momo. Um, so, that'll be something that may or may not happen soon. Uh, we get an, an extended scene of Jinjuro meeting Sasaki outside of uh, the gates that, you know, were unmet. They were unmapped, so they couldn't get through it. Um, obviously, Sasuke being one of the Robo came out there, and everyone kind of freaked out. But uh, Jim was like, no, nah, I got this. We're good. And then ends up tying him to a tree. Um, and then the real part of this episode, which when I went back and checked the manga, was literally only one panel. But it was uh, Chopper and Usopp encountering Big Mom. They're driving the Brachio tank over the bridge. And, you know, we see Big Mom's shadow in one of the uh, one of the windows. And she just, like, busts out. And everyone jumps in the water. Which I want to note, one of the people that jump into the water is Kanemon. And he doesn't drown. Kanemon has a devil fruit. And obviously, if you have a devil fruit, you can't swim. But right. he's just, like, he doesn't drown, which is insane to me. But maybe he's got, like, a discount devil fruit. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Big Mom looks out the window. She sees Chopper and... uh Chopper's like asking Usopp what's doing. Usopp's like, I don't know, just hide. And so Chopper declares that uh, he's on patrol, making sure that the, the the festival's safe. And Big Mom just accepts it, which kind of stuns everybody that Big Mom like stared Chopper right in the face and just accepted what he said. And then about like it, it feels like it took Big Mom a couple minutes for us. It was only a couple a couple of seconds. She's like, wait, wait, I know them. I know who that is. 
um, which starts this big and it's it's all filler pretty much. Uh, this big fight between <laughs> Usopp and Chopper and the Bronco Tank versus Big Mom, um, where some of the animal, animal kingdom pirates come in and it's like start for, firing trench mortars at this tank and like it's just this whole big fan service fight or like Chopper's got a missile launcher and all this stuff <laughs> like stuff that shouldn't exist so just, what you're telling like, me is it's literally just an end episode of to, for Chopper and Usopp fans because they apparently haven't done shit in a while yeah exactly <laughs> like they're, they're driving this tank around around like blowing up these trench mortars and all this stuff like Chopper like jumps out the top with a rocket launcher and starts firing missiles. And then picturing Chopper with a rocket launcher fucking kills me. It's probably fucking dude, adorable. It, I'm gonna look it up. And then we get to uh then we get to Big Mom who's a who's a tactical expert at destroying tanks because obviously there's so many in the one piece world. Right, yeah, of she, course. Uh, immediately realizes or immediately knows that the uh, the weak point to any tank is an above attack. So she grabs what looks like a rocket a missile, something like that, and uh, goes for a. Uh, it's like a. I don't. I don't remember the, the name of the move, but basically, she just throws herself in the air and falls down on the tank with this missile to try to create like a nuclear bomb, which was fucking weird because it didn't even work. And um, so then that ends. Uh, then it cuts to uh, Nami, Shinobu, and Carrot. Um, they're out looking, looking around. They break off from the group and, um, hold on, let me find the note. Oh, you just, uh, you hear Zeus from Nami's Comet that go, uh, watch out. And then you hear, uh, I found you, the girl who kidnapped Zeus, which is Prometheus. Um, so that starts the next fight. The next fight should be, uh, Nami, Shinobu, and Carrot versus Big Mom. Um, and then it ends with Ulti and Page One kind of bantering down a hallway, and Ulti is telling Page One that she can't walk, so she needs to be carried. And then ends up just jumping on his back, which causes him to like slide down some stairs and fall right in front of Luffy, who just is like, "Who the hell are you guys?" Um, so that's how that episode went. Well, it sounds like the best thing that came out of that is Chopper with the rocket launcher. Did Did you Google it? No. Uh, well, yes, but I did not find it. That was what I meant by uh, no. Yeah. See, the best thing they could have done with this episode was just end with that whole fight with Chopper Newsome and Big Mom and just do Metal Slug Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, well, what about Dragon Quest? We got 46 and 47. Zach, how close was I on my 46 review? I mean, no. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like I was taking some good shots in the dark there. I mean, it was a pretty lackluster. But I at least got Pop being a bitch was right, right? Yeah. All right, well, shout out to that. I got one thing right. That's setting the bar too low, though. Shut up, Josh. (laughs) Shut up, Josh. Let me have this, all right? This is my moment. Because, what, 46 was focusing mostly on Pop, Crocodile, and Chew of going to rescue Die, who... Was defeated by defeated by Hadlar, and last thing I remember, he was getting he got punched through some icebergs and landed in the water. Okay. But we find out, he, and to the point where Crocodile and Pop jump in this Arctic fucking ocean to search for Die in the sea, because last time Pop saw Die, he went in the fucking sea, and it turns out Die's not in the sea. He's in 
in the middle of a goddamn iceberg, which has no openings on it. But he got into the damn iceberg somehow. But it has no opening where he came through. Because last I checked, icebergs don't freeze over in fucking hours. They close off an entire damn hole. Um, yeah, Pop eventually jumps out of the water saying it's cold as shit. Crocodile comes out, sort of just shakes himself off. He's like, we can't find him. So they do the only thing they... Oh, we also have a little moment with the rat. He didn't want to dive in the water, so he convinced another monster to go search by telling the monster lie that he would get him food. The monster didn't fight die, and the guy didn't have... Chew didn't have food, so the monster shocked him. Um... So they don't find Dai. So what do they do? They start yelling for Dai in hopes that he'll hear them. Magically, Dai hears them and goes, Oh, sword, you saved me. With the last of my power, I'll give him a signal. And uses his dragon power to destroy the fucking iceberg he is in. (laughs) And I'm just like, you have enough power to set off a beacon that anyone in the damn area can see, but you can't use it to break open a way for you to walk out of the iceberg. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, they go and grab Dai, and then as they're leaving, they get attacked by Zaboera, Legion of the Mystic commander, who tries to attack him. He gets shafted by Hadlar's new minion, one of his new minions, because Hadlar's now created Ori Calcum soldiers, which is the strongest metal that Dai's sword is made out of. He's made soldiers out of chess pieces given to him by King Vern, and now they're his units. Dude beats up the Zabuera, lets the others go, because Hadlar wants to fight him fairly, and peace out, and they return to the castle. Then episode 47 is just a training episode. Literally everyone just goes and trains. Uh, Ma'am goes finds a waterfall. Pop goes to his master. Hunkle and Die, even though they're still injured, go and meet the... Uh, Dark Elf Smith, who made both their weapons, which he's mad at them because they both don't know how to use their weapons probably and damaged them due to their improper use. So he picks up a sword and proceeds to train them by beating the shit out of them. Um, Ma'am trains by finding a waterfall, punching said waterfall to create a big hole, and then proceeding... Wait, she punched a waterfall? She punched a waterfall. Okay. Which it doesn't in there. She punches a waterfall to cause the water to split and splatter, and then okay. all the water that comes out and splashes off, she then proceeds to punch all the droplets. Why? Because she can get faster. Thus, if she gets faster, she can punch harder, was her logic. That's stupid. It was accepted. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> um... Crocodile wouldn't trade. I don't understand what the fuck Crocodile would have did. Literally, it was a shot of Crocodile and Chew together, and <laughs> they're in front of a giant uh, ocean where a whirlpool's havoc, and all it has is Crocodile going, Chew, I'll need you to help me. And he's just carrying this long-ass chain in his hands. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, Crocodile? <laughs> it later reveals that he goes in the water, and he does something. He's got the chain that attached to him, and... The where there was one water pool, there's now two water pools. And then the one water pool disappears, and he comes out of the ocean. She was like, you did it. He's just like, it's merely a theory at this point. I still got more to do. I'm still going, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and Pop, uh, Pop goes to his master and learns the ultimate spell, Medora, which is an annihilation spell, which Pop's master's great. Uh, he goes... <laughs> I'm going to show you the greatest spell, the strongest spell. It's a, it's a natural balance of fire and ice magic. You crash it together to make this nice 
electric, this nice annihilation bow and fire its power. He sets it all up, does it show Pop, and he, they're standing in front of each other. So Pop's on the other end of him, and he's just like, all right, I'm now going to shoot this at you. You'll either learn this or die. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Sink or swim. <laughs> Pop goes, oh, God, I need to run. Which for oh, some shit. reason I've realized with Pop is Pop can't just naturally do something. It always has to be like a do or die moment for him because everything in this series he's done, it's either like, I'm going to run away. Then he has an epiphany moment of, but I can't run away because if I run away, it, every time... Back when he fought Crocodile, back when he was in the forest and got wrecked by Hadlar and Zabuera, back whenever he decided he needed to try and rescue Die and escape, <laughs> he has this moment, this epiphany moment every time is, I can't run. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Pop. Um, yeah, Pop learns the spell. He doesn't learn it properly, but he learns the spell. Well, that's a start. Um... Which continues my theory of Pop's the best goddamn magician ever. Because he just sees spells and uses it. Um, has a nice moment between Pop ogling over Ma'am. Because there's still something there. <laughs> and yeah, no, that was the training episode. Oh, okay. One day this series will end for you. Well, we're getting close to the end of everything they've shown in the... New opening, oh. or the second opening. Air quotes. Which I forgot to even mention what I complained about originally. They did change the opening, but they only changed the second half of the opening. The first half of the opening still the same. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're only like the last little things of that. Okay, I got you. Well, one day, uh, one day, Dragon Quest will reach the end of the road for you. Uh, what about uh, Tokyo Avengers episode twenty-one? We're almost to the end of the road of season one of this series. We only have what. Uh, three episodes left. Twenty two, yes. twenty three. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, three episodes left. Of course, we're still uh, at you know we're at the tail end of bloody Halloween here. Um, you know, at the end of uh, episode twenty, we get to see that uh, you know Baji kind of falls to his knees and kind of figures it out. At the beginning of this episode, that, oh shit, he was actually stabbed. Oh shit. And then this episode, everyone out there that's watching Tokyo Avengers and haven't read it or anything, you're watching it for the first time. You got to see how much of a fucking Chad Baji is in this yeah. episode. <laughs> like an absolute fucking unit of a human being that just absolutely cares for his friends so much. Because, I mean, the, the the stab that he got from Kazutoro in episode, was it, I think it was just the beginning of episode 20, right? Where it was got, the previous episode. Yeah, so episode 20 got stabbed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So when he got stabbed, you know, you know this is obviously a pretty, pretty serious injury. I mean, it's... You know, being there, you know, Takamichi and stuff. It's like, oh, this, that's a that's a mortal wound there. It's like, you know, fatal wound there. It's like, yeah, we got we got some problems there. Uh, and you know, Kazutoro is obviously the one who stabbed him. Mikey's kind of losing his shit and is borderline going to kill Kazutoro. You know, he's basically about to do it at this point. And then Baji tries to tries to basically stop them, right? And and one thing that he does that makes him just an absolute fucking beast of a human being. This dude fucking stabs himself in the stomach. To kill himself. Oh no! It's not even that he just stabs himself. Like Mikey is literally beating Kazutora's face yes. into the ground, and Baji just gets up and just like, Mikey, you care about me. Walks down from the junk pile in front of them, and just like, you don't have to worry, Mikey. I'll always live. And turns to Kazutora, you don't have to worry. You didn't kill me. I did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> stabs himself in the stomach. Just so Kazutoro won't carry the guilt that he killed him. 
because of how much he cares about Kazatoro and he cares about his friends. You know, he doesn't want to see Mikey fucking beat the shit out of Kazatoro and kill him. And, you know, yeah. his, in his dying words, he says this to Takamichi and Chifuya, hey, you know, you know, me, Payun, um, uh, Draken, Mitsuya, you know, Mikey, Kazutoro, the founding members of Tome, like they're, they're my treasures. Like they are like my best friends. I care about them. I love them to death. You know, I don't want them to feel, you know, guilty. You know, I don't want Kazutoro to feel bad for me dying, whatever, you know, et cetera. I mean, this dude is an absolute, an absolute beast. Baji's a great character. Uh, you know, he does pass on in this episode, you know, and it, you know, it, it, it's, it is nice because I, I do like series that will kill characters off to help progress and add to the story. I'm a big fan of that, honestly. But at the same time, I, I wish we could have gotten more out of Baji in the in the series in general. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like these couple of episodes really throw like such an insane light on Baji where it's like he immediately becomes like a lot of people's favorite character. You know, like almost instantly. Uh, because, you know, throughout this whole thing, you also kind of find out in this episode, and it was also kind of like, you know, talked about, you know, in last episode, but this episode especially was really kind of driven home that Baji, you know, was actually undercover, and he was fighting on him on his own, trying to figure this out on his own. You know, he didn't want someone to help him like Chifuya, so that's why he really played this villain part and says to Takamichi that Kisaki is the enemy. You know, he is not the captain of the third division. Payan is. You know what I mean? I mean, it was a phenomenal yeah. episode. Absolutely incredible. Boys, what's your thoughts? I mean, also, let's shout out to the fact that how the episode ended as well, which I do want to give a shout out to. Man, beautiful touch to the animation at the end with the with Mikey's eye. That, yeah. was, that was a very nice touch because that is in the actual manga panel yeah. of where it's the close-up of Mikey's face and you see like the almost like the what it looks like like he's gonna cry like in his actual pupil mm-hmm. uh, like waves almost that's actually in the manga panel. Nice touch adding that into to the anime absolutely. But you know that being whenever he finds a charm on the ground that Takamichi dropped, which then when Mikey picked, he's like, "Where did you get this?" It's like I found it at our last meeting, whatever, I picked it up. And then, you know, Mikey and Mitsuya and Draken's just like, wait a minute, that's that's the charm when we found Atonement. But, you know, then it's just like, my, you know, Baji's held on to this the entire time. But, I mean, it was a phenomenal episode, boys. What, 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 what's your thoughts on it? I mean, overall, it was very good. Having a nice wrapping up of Bloody Halloween, Baji's moment, the whole um, Takamichi being the crybaby hero. True. He is... Um, because even after Baji's dying in uh, Chifuya's arms, Mikey proceeds to punch the shit out of Kazutora again. Yep. Which yeah. leads to Mikey or Takamichi after Baji tells him to, he's leaving Toman to him and to protect his treasures. Uh, Takamichi just throwing himself in front of Mikey to keep Kazutora alive. And then Mikey proceeding to punch Takamichi till he sees the charm. So. Yeah. What about you, Josh? How you feeling on it, man? It was, it was a really good episode. It was adapted really well. Um, now it was it was nice seeing that Baji Chad moment. True, true. That was we that were was, waiting on that, that one. Was, that'll never be not great. Um, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. I am. If I'm not mistaken, isn't there a isn't there a flashback soon? Um, is there a flashback? Uh, I can't remember honestly. Drawing a blank. I think there is. Is there going to be a flashback in these next three episodes? It's a great question. I don't remember. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, the only one I can think of is maybe the actual forming of Toman because you referenced it, but I don't think it's actually shown in the anime yet. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Could could just be that. I think that might be what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So I that there's another moment in that one where Baji's amazing. This is why I'm shouting it out. So okay. I wish I wish Baji was a uh, was around longer. Yeah, I do too. You know, I, I do too. It, like I said, it's one of those things where with how little we got of Baji, it, he immediately becomes like a lot of people's favorite character in just three episodes, basically, is, is all it really took to really deliver just how great of a character that he is. Uh, with three episodes left, I am still very curious where this season's going to end exactly. You know, because as I've mentioned before, I mean, Takamichi will go back to the future. Um, so where's again with three episodes left, you know, we still have a couple of events that are going to take place, um, before he would even do that. Right. So it's like, are, is this season going to end with the handshake of him going back and the next season picks up when he gets to that future? Or are we going to get to see what that future is? Uh, with three episodes, man, I'm very curious how it's going to go with, I don't know, with where we're at right now, I'm kind of somewhat a little bit inclined to think that the, f- the future we're going to get to see may not be till the next season. Based yeah. on what's still left to happen, I believe it'll probably end with uh, Takamichi shaking hands with uh, Naoto to go back to yeah. the present for him. And yes, Josh, you're right. That has not been animated, and that is right. That will probably be one of the next couple episodes, yeah? Yeah. With uh, yeah. Chifuya and uh, Baji's kind of backstory and how they met and became best buds and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. But that particular panel is what I'm referencing. Like, right. that whole, like, interaction. Right. I I thought it looked hilarious. Well, hopping over from there, uh, To Your Eternity, episode 20, the season finale. I don't have to feel this pain every single week anymore. Man, I'm not going to lie, this episode made me cry. I ain't going to lie about it. I, I just ain't. When it, when, it, when it went down, when we got to the, to the part, I cried. I did. The part? The part. The part. The part. Which part? You know what part. You do? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. No, I did. It's the part. Yeah, it's the part. <laughs> Let's get it together now. No, uh, no, it did make me cry. I ain't even gonna lie. Like once we once we got to the the ending of the episode and what what you know happened with uh with you know Pyron, I, I did cry hundred percent. Great episode though. Um, you know it was it was a very emotional like episode. It, it really was. You know where Fushi was like so in and out of where. You know, if he wanted to just go ahead and leave without saying anything, he's just, oh, well, no, she's going to get cold. Oh, no, she needs food. Oh, no, I want to leave a letter or whatever. Uh, where him and Peyon end up, didn't, didn't, you know, did end up kind of coming together and they begin to travel together to get, you know, to uh, travel together again. Uh, they had kind of a codes like where the man in black would warn him when the, you know, the, the Nokers would be anywhere nearby and they would just run and bounce, whatever, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it definitely was a very emotional episode seeing how things kind of progressed with, with Payan especially, where she just continued to kind of go downhill mentally. <laughs> Pioran. Pioran, thank you. <laughs> you keep uh, saying Payan. I'm just like, he's not, she's not a big white dude who's in middle school. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, her mental state just continued to go downhill all episode long, obviously. Yeah, no, and, that sort of hurt watching yeah. Pioran fall into dementia pretty much. Yeah. And then towards the end when you do have that one moment where she's conscious of her regular state of mind. Right. And since Fushi away to talk to the man in black. Yeah. And once again, you know, we got the, uh, the request that she made to him, which still t- doesn't have a payoff. It just happened. I'll just go ahead and say it up front. There's no payoff to that. See, the only thing I can think speculate about that is 
because she asked to become something useful to Fushi, and seeing it animated was much more noticeable, he had one of the orbs he released yeah. for Fushi. So possibly she's going to come back as whatever Fushi is at some point. Well, that happens. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'll go ahead and spoil that. I don't care. It hasn't happened yet. So we'll, we'll see. Josh, what about you, man? How, how did you feel on this? I mean, it was a really good episode. As someone that worked in healthcare before, especially with like the elderly people, like seeing the progression into mental decline was, you know, really heartbreaking because that's almost exactly how it happened. You know, how it happened to my grandmother. So, um, you know, that was, that was really, you know, emotional to watch. And then, you know, Fushi's, uh, Fushi's reactions to all of it too are, you know, pretty spot on because when you do have, someone close to you like that that does go into a mental decline like you don't want to accept it and Bushi didn't want to accept it and you know he he bared with it because he didn't think it was you know actually happening so yeah just and then you know when that happened that was a that was that was super super heartbreaking True, true. And, you know, Josh, you, you diving into that with, you know, kind of like your work history and seeing that for, for firsthand, I'll also double down on that where it's just like that's also one reason why the episode was so impactful t- to me personally because it's something that I feel like I kind of experienced day to day, week to week with my great-grandmother who, who raised me. So, you know, that's where it was kind of impactful for me too is just kind of seeing that in this episode, seeing it all kind of played out and kind of mirroring it with my real-life experiences. So, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a very uh, gut-wrenching type episode, really pulled your heartstrings good way to end the season ended by right obviously right around where i thought it was going to and now we're gearing up for the next season which this the end of this episode did tease obviously that it had been decades later now and we see yeah. a matured version of, of fushi which obviously indicates he has not transformed in some time and uh, that's just where the episode just kind of cut cold cuts there and just says hey we'll be i will say they said plant for fall 2022 so could potentially get moved back we'll see but or move forward also true. Also true. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, what about Tsukamichi episode nine? Uh, Josh, I know you're glad to have Zach back for this. Yeah, I actually really am. I, I butchered it so much last week. Well, Josh, I, you did such a good me. job last week. I was just going to let you handle it. I mean. Okay. All right. Shut up. Josh, I'll tell oh. you, man. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, I do. I remember the funny part. So I remember when uh, when Tom Way and Mia were about to, about to bang. Uh, bang it out. <laughs> Yeah. No, literally. Oh. Yeah. Literally. They like, <laughs> they like confine him to the bed and start taking their clothes off. Oh. They're like, you haven't blossomed yet, but we're oh. going to help you. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's add context to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so context here is uh, the young master was walking the streets. He mm-hmm. had just done a bunch of stuff to set up his um, merchant business. And he's just walking in a haze, just sort of walking. And suddenly a purse comes at him. A he, purse? Yeah, a purse. Okay. And he dodges it, and he's just like, oh, helps a kobold pick it up. And then some lady just comes up to him, some blonde, buzzy lady comes up. She's just like, oh, you're such a sweet guy for helping him. I don't have any customers right now. If you want, we can do something. And as she's offering herself to him, Tomoe and Mio show up, drag his ass away, and back to the end, <laughs> it's just like, we understand you're a late blossomer. So we've been trying to seduce you but not be too pushy but if you're buying prostitutes enough is enough they seal off both the doorway and windows Tomoe throws out a pink mist to set the mood and they begin to strip 
and he proceeds to panic and summon blocks of ice to tell him to cool off and run away. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Also, I want to take a quick moment uh, for Zach to quickly have the floor and give a little shout-out to how well Josh did last week with explaining Tsukamichi. Tell everyone what you told me. I couldn't remember what episode. Well, Josh, when you were doing that, and you were saying, I couldn't remember if it was the episode that... Tomoe trained Toei's party, or is the episode where they had the tournament fight? That was the same episode. (laughs) (laughs) You gave it your best shot, man. (laughs) So you said that. that. He said that, and I was listening. I was like, he just described the same episode that happened in the same episode. (laughs) That was literally this episode. Was it the episode that did I get the right episode, though, is the question? Yes. Okay, good. So I at least. Yeah, because like what you, what it for the context for people, Josh just watched the the latest two episodes back to back, the one from the week before and the newest one. So going into it, when he had to explain it, he had no idea what which episode was which because they just blurred together. So hey, shout out, you got you got the latest episode. Hence the notes. Yep, that's where the notes now come in. I probably need to start taking notes. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. <laughs> I, I probably should. Besides the whole uh, pa- slight that was happening uh, to the young master. We had the introduction of elves. They are protecting a field of flowers. Um, Tomoe and Mio take a moment, step aside, and allow the rest of the village in, in the Demi Plain to uh, talk to the young master because they have a whole big festival for him setting up his own merchant group. And it sort of has a moment just everyone talk to him and him interacting with uh, all the people, his people. Spider uh, people. Yes, actually. Oh, fuck. Well, they've all all the main spider people are now full human forms now, so I don't like that. Oh well, you'll never know. That's good. That's the way it needs to stay. Uh, so we have a nice little moment where we find out Tomway's little self is connected to Tomway. So he head patched the small Tomway, and the regular Tomway fills in and has a whole moment of Tomway being blushing and the Mio being sad because she wants to be small and head pat. Uh, the rest of the people interact with them. They do reports. And things like that. Then we have a nice little moment for the first half of the episode where uh, Tomoe and Mio are sort of just chilling. And then they both panic, shouting something about the young master dying. And they come to realize he's at an archery range. And he apparently can take his consciousness and focus it between where he is and the target. And makes himself disappear, more or less killing himself. And then bring himself back, which more or less kills himself. And more or less commits suicide. But by doing that, it increases his mana. Well, shout out to a mana increase, I guess. So he's already stupidly strong. And he is now on the level of a goddess in terms of mana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which it was also showed by his little rings that are supposed to kill somebody with how much mana they sucked up. They immediately went from white to red. Hmm. So that nice little moment of how he's powering up without actually fighting anything. Uh, then we have the whole Tomway and Mio gunning him. Uh, he runs back to his dimming plane, only to get there and get a change of clothes, which now he has his nice little coat connected to his rings, which is all supposed to drain his mana, but it's still not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Mio go to investigate some flowers that he had them go search for, and which is in the forest of the elves, where you have a couple things happen. They find the flowers. Mio and him go on a little date. And Romantic. Yes. They're being followed by adventurers, which is being led by the blonde girl who tried, who was tried to seduce him the previous evening. They meet the elves. One of them's 
very quirky. The other one just wants to defend the force and kill humans. Uh, Mio gets pissed at them because they were him, her, and Young Master were holding hands, but because of them, they interrupted their uh, interaction, which caused the Young Master to pull his hand away, and Mio got super pissed because she counted the seconds of 31 seconds holding his hand, and she was ready to <laughs> murder the said elves because they interrupted, and she only had 31 seconds to hold his hand. If you ever want to hear a red flag, people, someone counting the seconds they're holding your hands, that's a red flag. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. That is a red flag. Uh, and that sort of ends the episode of the elves attacking him, him running away, and about to retaliate with Mio uh, in a blood rage. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Shout out to the red flag. Uh, what about uh, Reincarnated as a Slime, uh, episode 45? Josh? All you, man. Well, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to give any context because, uh, you know, I've been watching this for a while and we're like almost done with season two. So, but uh, in this episode, it was the continuation of Rumoru's forces versus Clayman's forces, uh, in which Shuna and I forget the other two names, the Ninja Ogre and the Swordsman Ogre. What happened to um, notes? Soe and I want to say Kentaro. Kentaro does sound right. Um, Roll with it. Anyway, they. Yeah, they start uh, they start infiltrating uh, Clayman's castle, uh, in which they encounter one of the uh, one of Clayman's fingers, the index finger, I believe, which is yes. uh, Alderman, Alderman, yes. um, yeah, who uh, basically has like an army of the dead with him, um, and so basically sticks the army on uh, on Shuna and the two guys, and uh, luckily enough, there's a uh, there's a swordsman zombie, uh, which you know. Like I said, I don't know his name. Uh, so Master Swordsman Ogre fights him. Uh, then, uh, again, I don't know his name. Uh, ninja Ogre. Soe is the ninja. Yeah. Uh, I didn't take notes on the names. I thought I had it. Anyway, it's Law's backstory all over again. Yeah, it's Law's backstory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll never let you live yeah. that down. I'll never let you live that down. Anyway, uh, he's fighting a death dragon, in which he uh, tries to kill it and then makes the, uh, the astute realization that a death dragon has a resistance to death, so can't die. Um, so he tries. So he decides he's going to just uh, instead of killing its body, he's going to kill its soul, which then reveals that Alderman has all the souls inside of him, um, and thus starts the battle between Alderman and Suna, or Shuna. There sorry. you go. Yeah. Um, in which they're, you know, both fighting with ma- magic. Alderman's attacks are, you know. They're pretty corpsey. I forgot to mention this dude's a skeleton. Um, so they're I, pretty corpsey. Like context there. His name is Alderman, and he's also wearing cleric <laughs> robes and using that is true. death magic. I was I was getting to that though. I was getting to that because that's the buildup. Like he's you know pretty using pretty basic undead moves. You, you know, like you didn't describe and, him at all. You just said his name's Alderman and he's a skeleton. Look, we just didn't want to yeah. have another situation where you're going to dodge I'm, some important detail no, like, the hell, building, like the hippo I'm, death. Ooh, I'm building up to it. I'm building up to it as it's revealed in the show. Like, yeah. I, I mean, you first really see him in up. his cleric clothes. Yeah, but, like, who knows that it's cleric clothes? I Me! One. Until, <laughs> until, until he starts to fight with Shuna, and Shuna's using basically holy magic, and he's, bas- he's like, thinking to himself the entire time, like, I thought monsters couldn't use holy magic. I want to use holy magic back from when, you know, I was alive and couldn't use holy magic, in which Shuna points out, out that he 
you know, he was a clergyman. And that's why, you know, he's, you know, kind of kind of hateful because he's dead and doesn't think he can use his power anymore, which apparently if you believe enough, you can, which is the whole point of that magic. Um, see, that's where I was going with it. I was building it up. Well, yeah, you were, you were, well, we just, like I said, we just didn't want to have another hippo death situation because you <laughs> left almost the most, like the most important part of that with the hippo death back we in the day. We would not yeah. have that joke if I had to ask them, how'd they die? <laughs> shout out to that, yeah. man. Shout out to the hippo death on ReZero. <laughs> shout out. Uh, but so, yeah, Shuna ends up winning her uh, holy magic, uh, ends up countering um, what I guess, it, I, I believe Alderman uses holy magic. It's that, um, that pretty much obliterating one that he now uses yes. earlier in the season. Um, her magic's powerful enough that it, you know, totally reflects it and you know destroys all the all the zombies in which you know we realize or we are told that the zombies are only there because their curse was put on them and you know they could move on hey josh i, um, I do want to interrupt on one moment because this is something that yeah. i don't know if they may come back to in the next couple episodes but i doubt it considering what the content's coming up but uh what it doesn't reveal that is actually revealed at this point in both the light novel and the manga is Shuna's gift she got from uh, Rimuru becoming a demon lord. Yeah. Her gift is actually, because her only magic she has is healing, but her gift allows her to create whatever magic she wants. See, that has not That's been dumb. revealed at all. Yeah, like, no. We just got... I'm mentioning episode. it this because it's during that fight that it actually is revealed. Yeah, see, it wasn't revealed in the fight. Like, we literally just got Benamaru's, uh, his, like, his gift from Rimuru becoming a, uh, a demon lord, which is, um, the, whatever general one it was. Incorrect. Where basically, no. It didn't like reveal it. He mentions that was, it that he could use it, but he doesn't have time oh, to waste yeah. to use it. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess more or less, I mean, he, he reveals that, what the name of his gift is, at least. Because I don't think before that anyone has really been revealed aside from what Rimuru gained from, and I think Veldora. Uh, anyway, Shion's Shion becomes a master chef. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so forgot any, about that. That was actually really she good. Cooks as long as she has an image of what it should be, regardless of how it looks, it's going to taste how she imagines it. Oh, that's, yeah, so oh, how, that's great. <laughs> how it's revealed is because she's a horrible chef, and it's like the running joke through the entire thing. And so Benamaru and uh, Rimuru have to have to eat some of her cooking, and it looks fucking gross. There's like eyeballs in it, like the vegetables aren't even peeled, like it's green. It's uh, like it's like to, the to bad food. To give you a food. clear idea of this, Alex, Hitman Reborn, the poison. Ah, yeah, Gogodera's older yeah. sister. Okay, yeah. all right, I got that's you. what it was. Got I was, you, got you. I was gonna say this, the dubious food from Breath of the Wild too. Also, that would that would have worked too. I love yeah. the, I love the Hitman Reborn reference. Shout out to that. <laughs> So yeah, they they eat it and then realize it tastes really good. And she's like, "Good, I made enough for seconds." And like, even though it tastes good, it still looks horrible. <laughs> um, yeah. So after the fight, um, Alderman's still there, except he's not. You know, he's not a bad guy anymore. Oh, that was another important thing that I totally glossed over. And Zach, you didn't remind me either. Is that Alderman's cursed and he can't break that curse? And that's some something Shuna's. Uh, mocking him for through the the entire fight is that he's not even strong enough to break that puny curse. Well, because the whole um, point of him being cursed is pointless because he the curse gets breaked by Shuna and then thus starts the cult of Rumoru. Ah. Uh, yeah, because he he asked who who her who she worships said give her so much much faith and she's like, "Well, I don't really 
not only worship the great Rimuru, but you know, I can introduce you to him. And he's just kind of fangirling over that. His eyes like light up literally. Um, and then after that, we start entering into, and I'm going to butcher this name, but Walpurgis. Are you trying to say Walrus? No, Walpurgis. Yeah. Their names are kind of weird. Josh, if you'll allow me, I'm going to speed run through the rest of it, if you'll allow. Yeah. Okay. So it just does an introduction to the meeting of all the demon lords, shows everyone entering, sort of having interactions. We get to see all the demon lords for the first time through the entire series. And there is a nice little moment before then of Veldora and uh, Remoris introducing a couple of them before they go to the meeting. And just ending off with Clayman entering at the end with everyone and just going, let's start. And then, I forget his name, Leon Cromwell. Uh, yeah. The guy who was the one who summoned Shizu and put Infrin in her going, I'm going to invite you to my castle if you live through this. Yeah. Before that, I there's an interaction between Rimuru and uh, Leon where Rimuru's like, I really want to just punch you in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let that happen, but if you have a problem with me, you can come to my castle. That's fantastic. Whenever yeah. you, you just come up to someone and say, like, I just really want to punch you in the face. I get that feeling a lot. Uh, what about the Eden Zero episode 20? I failed to watch this. I thought I did. I realized halfway through the day, oh, shit, I didn't watch it. Well, don't have time to watch it now. So what happened? What, what, what went down? Anything overly exciting? Mm, no, it's fairly lackluster. Um, it was the mines. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, them going down to the mines and finding out about that stuff and Madame Kerr and I. Gotcha, okay. Oh, and then uh, Rebecca being tricked by what's-her-name and getting the slime dumped on her. And anime will ah, save perfect. the universe. Wait, what, no? Anime will save the universe. Oh, okay. You remember that guy? Y- yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, it's ringing a bell. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. The, the you know, it's just inter- the introduction of the mines is pretty straightforward. You know, you know, it kind of sets up where we're going to go with the remaining what I think it's four more episodes or yes. so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what was everyone's favorite episode of the week? I'm gonna go to your eternity. I had to. If it draws out that much emotion in me, I had to. And the second would definitely be Tokyo Avengers though. Sugamichi. Yeah. Fair. Tokyo eternity gets number one for me. Okay. All right, well, let's hop over to some manga stuff here. Uh, we'll kick things off with manga sales uh, continuing to track the um, uh, the Weekly Shonen Magazine volumes we've been tracking, which has like Blue Lock, Ace of the Dumb, Part 2, Fire Force, for examples. Uh, I believe this is going to be the last week, the final update for the August volumes that we've been tracking, which has like My Hero Academia, Volume 31, Dr. Stone, Volume uh, 22, Mashable, Volume 7, just got a couple examples. But as a, once again, friendly reminder for like the third week in a row, we record on Thursdays. These updates have been dropping on Fridays. So with that said, here is a little bit of me going through the sales numbers right here. Hello. That time again, manga sales. Let's get into it. Weekly Shonen Magazine volumes. This is the second week for this bunch that we're tracking right now. This dated for eight twenty-two. Blue Lock Volume fifteen, one hundred twenty-four k sold. Ace Diamond Part Two Volume twenty-eight, one hundred twenty-three k sold. Fire Force Volume thirty, one hundred fifteen k. Uh, Rent a Girlfriend Volume twenty-two, ninety-seven k. Bakamano Guitari Volume fourteen, seventy k. Shangri La Frontier Volume five, sixty-five k. Girlfriend Girlfriend Volume seven, fifty-seven k. Smile Down the Runway Volume twenty-two, four. 
45K. Sitokai Yukidomo, volume 21, 38K. Two Year Eternity, volume 16 with 26K. And My Charms Are Wasted on Koroa Midaka, volume 1. 24k smarter and wiser than we were last week people that's all that matters Let's keep on growing uh next up the final week that we're going to be tracking for these august volumes for weekly shonen jump we're about to jump into the september volumes now really exciting stuff there so this is dated for 829 week four of this bunch coming at the top we got my hero academia volume 31 634k copies sold dr stone volume 22 229k copies sold mashal volume 740 45k copies sold. Elusive Samurai Volume 2, 88k copies sold. Kind of shocked that that didn't hit 100k like Volume 1 did. That one's kind of shocking. Uh, looking forward to see what Volume 3 will do. I believe that's in November. But yeah, kind of shocked that one didn't hit 100k. Uh, Blue Box Volume 1 was 65k. Of course, that one has had uh, some reprint issues. It's been had some out of stocks and stuff. So I would anticipate Volume 2 to be a lot better in sales for that one. Uh, let's look forward to that. Ayakashi Triangle Volume 5, 66K. And lastly, Magu Chan Volume 5, Candy Flurry Volume 1, and Ball Parade Volume 2. All not ranked. Candy Flurry at this point is 1,000% on the chopping block between just the sales numbers and how the uh, the pacing of the latest chapters have been. But, uh, I mean, overall pretty solid st- uh, sales numbers. I did, you know, obviously notice, and as everyone did, that My Hero Academia uh, Volume 31, while selling 600K copies in a month is absolutely phenomenal. I definitely feel like it, it, it kind of staggered because it had such a hot start there for the first week or two where it hit 500K super quickly and then it struggled to kind of get up from there uh, i was anticipating this to be a million a million uh, copy seller um which i believe volume 30 was i could be wrong um but that kind of staggered a little bit i mean still it's obviously a phenomenal number so can't can't mock that uh blue box i, I you know with 65k again out of stock issues reprint issues you know going on with that one so hopefully with volume two for blue box we're going to see some better sales numbers um then other than that i think that's about it so with that said back to the show oh, boom all right and we are back all right, so next little thing I want to give a shout-out to is uh, we do have the announcement for what's coming out in November for Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, we know that Dr. Stone, Volume 23, Sakamoto Days, Volume tw- uh, volume 4, High School Family, Volume 4, Elusive Samurai, Volume 3, Witch Watch, Volume 3, Red Hood, Volume 1, and Nero Volume 1. Very excited to see how Red Hood and Nero is going to do. Also kind of worried about it, too. I am worried about how Red Hood's going to do. Hearing so many mixed things right now, but we, you know, we won't be able to find out till November on the sales unless they decide to just go ahead and kind of like axe it early or something. All right, uh, next up, let's go through what is the top five in Japan right now. This was dated for the 30th. Coming in at number one, Kaguya wants to tell you Genius Love Brain Battle, volume 23. What the hell is that? I do not know, but it was number one. Uh, Horse Daughter, Cinderella Gray, what the hell is that? I do not know. Volume four is number two. Black Lagoon, volume 12 is number three. Blue Lock, volume 15 is number four. And Oshi no Ko, volume five is number five. And I believe that was the one that won the it, it won an award that we just talked about last week or the week before. I think it was the week before we talked. I think that was the winner for an award category. Maybe the physical category. I think is what it was because it's part of uh, Young Young Jump, as I think is what it was. I think it's that series. And here's a fun fact. No Tokyo Revengers in the top 10, finally. This is the first time in weeks, for months, that there's no Tokyo Revengers. The first Tokyo Revengers volume on this list is actually at number 15. 
Uh, that's kind of baffling, but I guess everyone finally got their Tokyo Avengers volumes bought. So uh, a couple things that we do have coming up. Uh, obviously, issue 40 is dropping this Sunday. The cover will be one piece. we got color pages for Magu-chan and the Food Wars Sanji edition. Uh, some notable things. The last four listed, uh, Nero, Aikash Triangle, Red Hood, and Candy Flurry. So shout out to that. It's, uh, we know Candy Flurry is pretty much on its last leg with how the series is with where it's at currently from the latest chapter. Yeah, it's it's that it's, it's getting axed. It's, it's dead. It's dead, 100%. Um, with issue 41 coming out after that, the cover is Undead Unluck. All right, that's pretty cool. Love to see that. We do have color pages for Black Clover, which, of course, coming back from its unplanned break, Witch Watch, and High School Family that, you know, Kubo saved. So all, all good stuff there involving manga sales and what is to come. Uh, I guess with that, we can go ahead and hop over to our manga ratings for the week. I do want to say, just for the top five, the Kaguya wants to tell you, easier name than most people might know it by is Kaguya-sama, Love is War. I don't know. I still haven't heard of that. Still haven't heard of that. But yeah, you're right. That might be a more common name. Um, but no, I, I have no idea what that is, and I have no idea what Horse Daughter Cinderella Gray is. No clue. Mm-hmm. Hey. Number one and two in Japan, so whatever. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead and hit our uh, chapter ratings for the week. I feel like we got some, we got maybe maybe some some spicy stuff to kind of talk about here. We got a little bit of some ranch to go over. All right, so kick things off with uh, One Piece, uh, one thousand and twenty-three. Josh, what you got? I'm gonna give it a nine. Good right. chapter. I respect that. I'm gonna I'm probably roll with. Um, Ah, you know, I'll be generous this week. I'll give it a nine, I guess. Uh, what about My Hero Academia 324? Uh, Man, fuck both y'all. Eight. <laughs> uh, seven. Man, you're not allowed to write anymore. It's all about the train, man. Fuck you in that train. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, all right, here we go. Black Clover 304. Hit the button. Uh, hitting the button. What the f*** is this chapter? Josh, what you got, bro? I don't know why you two are salt so salty. It's I mean, I don't, piece of, I don't agree that it was a great chapter, but I'm not salty about it. It's the second piece of dog do in this episode after my hero. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah. It was just, oh my God, it was so bad. It, I guess the beginning of the chapter wasn't so bad, but it's Mimosa coming in with his god tier power up when she's been pretty much useless through the entire series. And then just breaks and, reality. Just breaks reality, and not only that, but does this, like does something Tabata has already done once that no one really liked, which that first instance was when Julius was revealed to not even be dead. Right. And just brought back everyone that had just died in that fight, which in that chapter, basically everyone in that fight died. Right. So, yeah, it was just, just a big piece of dog duty. I'm going I'm to give it a three. A th- oh, damn. Okay. I'm giving it a three because it angered, it angered me. <laughs> okay, what about you, Zach? Uh, six. <sighs> I'll give it. I'll give it a six with you, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just gonna give it that high of a rating because I mean, Josh. Even though I agree with you, and it is bullshit, I got some solid laughs out of the first few pages. Okay, I listen. Did. I'm I'm not saying that the first few pages weren't solid. They were funny. But I'm just saying. The con, the, like the the main piece that I took away from this, I, I understand, yeah. just made me so salty, and I wish you would have met us in the middle and just gave it a four. <laughs> Look, man, I just got some really good laughs out of the first, few, and that's enough for me to give it a decent rating. I mean, six is still, you know, how about a five? I'll drop to a five. Does that make you happy? 
I'm not trying to. I'm Don't not, be I'm pressured not by this asshat. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here to buy pity pity drop. Like whatever. All right. What about Doctor Stone two hundred eight? I'll give it a seven. Yeah, seven seems pretty solid. Uh, I'll give it a seven as well. JJK one fifty five. Um, uh, that's a pretty good episode or episode chapter. I'll give it an eight. Seven. Um, seven as well. Mission Yoda's core family, chapter ninety-five. Giving this one a nine, hundred percent. Great. These these have been absolutely just su- such good chapters, and I can't wait for the next chapter. Uh, Undead and Luck, uh, chapter seventy-six. Okay, all right. The, I was riding such a massive high for sixteen pages of this of the nineteen page. I'm not salty. I'm still going to give it a good rating because, again, I was riding an, an extreme high for 16 pages because it was like 16 pages of just like, oh, shit, this is legit. And then it's just like I get to page 17 and it's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I have to go back to like page four or five. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? There was a shot of where Undecrease had, uh, you know, one of our – I'm drawing a blank on what her uh, – Unmove had Unmove. And it looked like – and I sent this to Josh and he agrees with me. It looked like he ripped her eyes out. <laughs> Like legit, like the way yeah. that like her, like she was bleeding from the eyes and everything, and the way even unstoppable was just like, oh no, he got her eyes. It in the way he was like clenching his fist. I I thought she I thought she got her her eyes ripped out, and I was like, bro, most brutal chapter of the week, most brutal page of the week. Let's go. No, um, we get to like page seventeen. She opens her eyes. She has her eyes. All he did, and I went back and looked at the page. The only way I was able to then tell after the fact that that's all he did was the blood that was on his knuckles. He just punched her in the face repeatedly and, and just made bruised up her eyes where she couldn't open her eyes. But from the way the, sh- the the page was drawn, it looked like her eyes was basically ripped out in the way it was kind of set up. But then at the end, you know, where she like opens her eyes and says, "Don't move," because that's her ability. I was just like, man. You had me going. You had me. They had me in the first half. Not gonna lie. Uh, I'll still give it like probably like an eight. Honestly, if it wasn't for that, if like let's say she did get her eyes ripped out, nine easy. But I'll, I'll give it an eight because I was riding a big high there for sixteen pages. Uh, Mashal chapter seventy five. You know, it took me a moment because I vaguely remember what this one was after the beach crap. Um, <laughs> beach crap was a ten. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Josh? Let's see. Give me a second. Let me refresh myself. See, uh, he can't remember either. Well, I just remember that Mashal's favorite food is cream puffs, of course. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? That's, I, I remember that. I, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna roll an eight. I thought I really liked the the ending setup for it. It was know? nice. Yeah, it was a nice ending. Yeah. Uh, Sakuma Days, volume 36. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the weirdest old maid game ever. So, so stupid, dude. I can't grip it. I can't, like, I can't get the card out. Oh, sorry. I'm holding it too tightly. Swaps the cards. <laughs> Sakamoto. All right. You know what? After I read this chapter, the first thing I said was, that's it. This is it. Sakamoto is the most broken anime character, the most broken character in manga, period. He can beat Goku. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> don't cheat again. I don't know what you did, but I know you cheated. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, he starts going super fast, checking the other guy's cards. Like, all right, nope, don't want that card. Nope, don't. Ooh, that's the card I want. So stupid. <laughs> so, so stupid. I give it a nine. <laughs> I give it a nine, too. Uh, what about Lose a Samurai, chapter 29? I'll give it a nine. Really? Okay. Uh, I very much enjoyed this, the whole flop of the uh, interactions and whatnot, now that they're not suicide bloodthirsty. Fair. 
Fair. I also, this, uh, this was the chapter where we had uh, one of our characters like keeps calling someone out. It's like, no, I'm not that way. Is that, yes. yeah, it was yes. just like, hey, guy with the weird squares on his head, whatever, he switched, like, what are you talking about? And he's got circles. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I'd give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Um, what about Witch Watch chapter 27? Did you catch up with us? I did. Wasn't that a trip that it switched gears right when you stopped? Yep. It, it did. It was a huge tone shift as soon as I stopped reading it. Um, this episode, I'll give it a seven. Um, I'll give it a seven as well. Yeah. Uh, Blue Box, chapter 18. Fucking feels. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll give it an eight. Uh, eight as well. Candy Flurry, chapter 17. Uh, <laughs> I will give it... I'm going to go with a three because I really can't care about anything that's going on because it feels like it's going to a final battle yeah but i honestly care nothing about this antagonist or our hero's motivations at this time i give it a one (laughs) 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 that's the second lowest rating i've ever given the the other lowest rating was obviously my zero i gave on the dr stone chapter because it had a very detailed spider in it i'm not about that uh but yeah candy flurry it's just it, it it stinks now. I mean, it, I I, re, I do think that chapter one was promising. I do personally, but literally even chapter two just dropped it and just was continued to get dropped further and further. And like you said, now we have this main antagonist, and it's just like give no fucks at all. Just don't. Uh, what about uh, Red Hood chapter eight? I don't know I'm how to feel. Seven. seven from Josh. Don't know how to feel from Zach. Yeah. I want to give it a six. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll probably just give it a seven. I, it was, I enjoyed the read. I enjoyed it too, but I think this is the lowest I've given Red Hood, which, I mean, isn't surprising if I'm just giving it eight, but still. It had a lot of it potential feels- those first couple chapters, but these last couple ones have been sort of... It iffy. worries me. It does worry me. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Red Hood's in a good place right now, unfortunately. Like, we have a giant, muscly furnace walking around punching things. True. Yeah. What about... I mean, uh, I like the idea. Just It feels like it's, you know, I don't know. Not really going fast enough. That's fair. What about uh, Nero, Chapter Seven? I will give it another six. Um, probably a six as well. My Hero Vigilantes, uh, one hundred eight. I'd give this one honestly, honestly, probably a nine. Actually, this was actually a really good chapter. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Kaiju Number Eight, Chapter Forty Three. I would personally give this one probably a nine as well. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Uh, Dan to Dan, chapter 22. I'm going to keep this one in 8, too. Uh, 8 as well. Tokyo Avengers, uh, 220. <laughs> <laughs> Love triangle. I can't let you die. Just the weirdest jump ever. Right. Yeah. Right. Love triangle has been uh, even more form than it already was. Surprise, Dragon didn't give us a one line at the end. I know, man. I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, all right, where's the cringy one-liner? Hit me with it, brother. I know. I'm, I'm ready to make another clip out of it. <laughs> I'll give it an eight. Um, I'll give it an eight as well. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight. Eden Zero, 157. I'll give it a nine. Really? Okay. Okay. I very much enjoyed the whole uh, brother chapter we just had. Okay, fair. I'll give this one an eight. What about you, Josh? Yeah, I'll give it an eight. Two-year eternity, uh, 148.5. Oh, my bad. I misread what you said. I don't know what to do. You said Eden Zero earlier, and I still yeah. thought to your eternity. Two and your eternity is a nine. Eden Zero is a four. No, seven. You know, I'm going to be honest. You said you said brother chapter, and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, so I'm just keep going. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what it is today. Today I can't designate Eden zero into your eternity. When I hear one or the other, I think the other thing. I was stone cold as gonna let that slot. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about, man. I was like, I was like, uh, here's the, the right chapter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm just like, I mean, I don't think there was anything involving brothers. And I was just like, well, I mean, we just had like, I guess like the sibling chapters. They're not brothers, brother and sister. Maybe he meant that. I don't know. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to question him. Yeah, then I saw, then you said to your attorney, I was like, oh, I'm moving forward. I can't get, like earlier when you told me you hadn't watched even zero, I thought you had told me you hadn't watched two year eternity. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with your brain. I don't right know now. what is wrong with my brain today. <laughs> uh, but no, two year attorney one forty eight point five. I agree. That was a nine hundred percent. That was a great brother chapter, dude. Uh, Seven other sins. Four notes. The apocalypse chapter twenty nine. I'd give this one probably an eight. And then of course, like I said earlier in the show, Ranger reject now on that hiatus. T's and P's. Uh, solo leveling one sixty five. I'll give it an eight. Eight as well. Uh, we care one fifty three. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a 7 too. Uh, and then LC'd 126 from last week and 127 from this week. 126, I will give an 8. Okay. 127, I'm going to give a 9 because Caden's about to wreck some shit. Okay, right on, right on. Uh, what was everyone's favorite chapter of the week? Old Maid. Mm. <laughs> the most intense game of Old Maid I've ever seen, so Sakamoto. <laughs> that was such a dumb chapter. What about you, Josh? Um, I'll give it to One Piece. Okay. Let's drop in some nuggets of news. I think this is going to be back-to-back weeks. I'm going to give it to Mission Yoshi's Core Family again. I really enjoyed this chapter. I really did. There's good shit going on right now. I re- I'm, I'm really liking this uh, little arc that we got. Um, but all right, that, that's it for the show then. We got it. We hit everything that we wanted to hit this week. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Josh, Zach, you boys have anything you guys want to say to kind of wrap us up here and get us out? Um, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you do like what's going on here on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button. If you really like what's going on, you hit the notification bell. And it'll let you know anytime we post a video or clip of any time. You can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. Bingo. Josh, what about you, bud? What you got? You can... Follow us on Twitter at Animan Podcast. Well, we've been tweeting a little more than we normally have. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I, I've I, I've been more active on Lighthearted Gamers Twitter than anything else. Yes, you have. Yeah, uh, we, can, we can tell. Fuck off. I've been popping off on that man. I'm having fun. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot Maybe. of good stuff going on right now in the gaming world. A lot of good stuff going on in the anime world. Got a terrible football show coming out. Lots of good things coming out here at Sparky Three, man. We got uh, some other couple other little projects in the works. That I'm really excited to get out there. Um, so just do everything that Zach said and more. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show and hopefully you guys have an absolutely incredible day. That said, until next time, once again, we are on a break next week. Episode 49 will be out on the 19th. And then big episode 50 celebrating our one-year anniversary of Animan Plus will be out on the 26th. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Bye. Later.